0: Fans, and welcome back to the Demonland podcast. My name is Andy, and uh, Geez, our uh, footy club is uh, one of the only clubs uh, that can produce a win uh, that feels like a loss. Um, back on the podcast tonight, straight out of uh, quarantine, is our regular co host, Grape Viney. Good evening, Grape Viney. How are you?
1: I'm all right, Andy. Thank you.
0: And also joining us tonight is longtime Demonlander George. Welcome back, George.
1: Good
2: evening, Andy, and good evening, Great Viney, good evening to everyone, and I hope everyone's uh, MFCSS got as much of a workout as what mine did on the weekend.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's it's certainly got a great workout there. Um, It it doesn't go away, does it, guys? (laughs)
1: They're dishing it out in in large doses at the moment.
0: Absolutely. So, um, you know, uh, know, as I said, uh, our our team... It's just one of those teams that, that, you know, we can win and you can just feel gutted afterwards. Uh, You know, ordinarily, my demeanor after a win and my demeanor after a loss is obviously vastly different. You know, when we win, I can't get enough of reading Demonland, reading Twitter, Facebook, uh, watching replays, looking at photos on Instagram a lot. But, you know, when we lose, I just want to throw my phone away, you know, crawl in a hole and switch the world off. You know it's first world problems during a global pandemic and social upheaval. I know, but uh, it is what it is. But uh, after Saturday's win, I, I just felt hollow. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I'll bank the four points, um, but in my book, that 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 was a loss. Not only did it feel like a loss, uh, it, it really it was a loss. You know. Four points aside, you know, for seven goals up um, to only winning because of the other team's inaccuracy, you know, to me, it's just unacceptable for a team that's supposed to be proving that twenty nineteen was the aberration. And well, we we got both twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen in one game, so I don't know whether we're coming or going. Uh, we, we look like a top four team, and then Orton and Spooner, you know, in the space of, of a quarter. Um, I'll, Great Vining, I'll throw it to you first. Can we can we blame any of what happened? Uh, to COVID and the shutdown. Um, What are your thoughts on on that? (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, look, they are very serious matters. I note in the post-match thread, one poster said that we should be happy we got the four points and no one died.
0: Yep. Um, (laughs) uh, I mean, I
1: don't know about you guys, but I need a little bit more from my footy than I hope no one dies during the game. (laughs) Um, I think between us, we've seen probably more than a thousand games. I don't think there's been a single fatality in all that time. Um, or at least not, not on the field. So, um, yeah, we, we need a bit more than that. But look, I, I um, John Kennedy, um, I, I'm channeling this week. Kennedy once said after a game that he never comments on umpires and this week he particularly wasn't commenting on umpires. Um, well, I never really understand what's going on during the game and after this week I particularly don't know what's going on in the game and at our club.
0: Uh, uh, George... Uh any comments just just uh, we will go into more detail of of uh, of what happened during the game but just to, on on this team of ours that that can look like uh you know premier well i won't go so far as premiers, but you know look the way we did in the first quarter and a half and then and then just fall to pieces and be unrecognizable
2: yeah, I, I, in, in a way i had a little bit of sympathy for carlton um <laughs> at the end of this game um It it reminded me so much of um, the way we played before before Paul Ruse arrived, where we simply didn't know how to win a game. Carlton should have won that game three times in the last quarter, um, and simply couldn't couldn't get it through the goal. It was as simple as that. We would all be talking about different things if that had actually happened. But um, yeah, I I sort of felt for them in a way. I've forgotten about it now. At uh, at the time, I thought, yeah, that's us from from five, six, seven years ago, all, all over. But the the interesting thing I think was that we're we're not in in this on our own. I was looking at the stats from the other games. Uh, eight out of yep. the eighteen teams only kicked one or two goals in a half of football. So, I, I, as Great Viney said, you know, we've been to thousands of games and watched thousands of games, but I don't know what in the hell's going on when. Nearly half the sides in the competition can only kick one or two goals in a half. Um, And and some of those sides, like us, won the game, for heaven's sake. So, strange Uh, times. And
1: and some of them were the better teams. And look, across the round, I didn't watch all the games, but I saw most of them. I mean, the form form line is very hard to read. Um, So, yeah, I, I suppose that's the context that we've got to look at our unusual game in. In that, uh, uh, as you say, during this COVID time, um, uh, very unusual circumstances seem to be playing out across the competition.
0: Uh, Just from uh, uh, how would you feel uh, to take take the four points out of it aside? Would you feel better uh, as a Carlton fan or as a Demons fan? Um, You know, they obviously had a slow start. Whether it was their slow start or we were just so dominant, but then. Falling to pieces, or comeback, you know, making a comeback, and probably should have won. Like, <laughs> you feel better well, as the, the supporters.
1: Look, if 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 she had been on the other foot, I think Demon Landers would be saying, "Oh well, we didn't bother turning up until the game was lost, and Carlton kicked the first seven, so the game was over before um, uh, before we sort of started getting back into it." So, I mean, the grass is always greener, isn't it? There were positives to take from the weekend. Um, the football at the beginning was, was scintillating. And as you say, it was as good as anything that we served up in 2018.
0: Um, it, it, just before we go on and talk about that, um, you know, Super Micado talks about uh, the Chris Sullivan line. Um, you know, that relates to the game in 92 uh, versus Essendon uh, where we were 41 or 42 points up at three-quarter time, you know, uh, and then we I think we kicked the first goal of the, of the last and we went 48 points up and uh, we still lost the, the – and we, then we lost the game by a point, um, you know, and it's because of that match that I can never be comfortable with any lead that we have ever in a game, particularly late in the game. But this – and this week was even worse because – Yeah, well, not even worse because I just knew when we were forty-two points up, uh, something in me just—and that's that—as you said, George, that's that MFCSS kicking in. But I can never be comfortable with this team. I just, I just can't, and um, this year seems to be no different. Um, Do we? Do we? I I don't know. there, There was, and I'm only bringing this up because. There was a lot of people on Demon Land, and, and not just on Demon Land, on social media, Facebook, as well. A lot of the Facebook groups were not happy with the coach. Um, is this premature? Uh, I'm not calling for any sackings, and God knows we, we can't afford it. Uh, but I don't know. I've I don't have a lot of confidence in Goodwood at the moment. I don't know if he can lead us to finals again, letting, let alone winning a flag. Maybe it is the COVID effect. And, and as you said, it happened in other games. But for me, it was the whole not having a plan B. I don't think there is a plan B. There appears to be a plan A. And if the opposition haven't worked us out or if they're trying out their own plan A, um, like Carlton might have, and, and we get a jump on them like what happened in the first quarter, um, you know, everything's great. With that plan A, but once the opposition wakes up and makes some changes to the game plan, and is able to nullify our plan A, uh, we don't have a plan B, and forget about plan C or plan D. There, there are no changes or wholesale changes that are made. There doesn't appear to be anything. And I don't know if that's just the coach. I don't know if that's Goodwin being stubborn and, and believes that if we just stick to the plan A, or as it's referred to as the Melbourne brand, will eventually come out trumps. Um, but I've got news for you, uh, probably not news. Most teams have worked us out. Uh, we saw the last year and last year there was that convenient and valid excuse of the pre-season injuries and maybe this year COVID in the early part of the year is that excuse. Um, you know, But as mentioned just a few moments ago, if opposition teams like Carlton uh trying out their own plan and that doesn't work. They can easily just revert to the Melbourne brand nullifying blueprint and wrestle control of the game from us and we fall to pieces and we can't seem to steady the ship. I, I, it's my opinion, you know, Goodwin was outcoached by a rookie. Uh, Teague adjusted the, his structures and he negated our midfield dominance and Goodwin didn't know how to respond or maybe it was the players, I don't know, there just was no plan B um, Grape Viney, do we have a plan B? Is it the players that land at the feet of the coach? Is it
1: the mixed joke? Look, it's, it's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, um, we're only outsiders. We don't know what's going on in the box, mm. plans, how many of them there are, yeah. what changes are made. Um, I think this week we were restricted somewhat. You had one player in Harley Bunnell who was on limited minutes yep. um, and was only uh, – look, he I, – I, probably the greatest thing to come out of Saturday was the fact that he got through the game yeah. um, and certainly showed a bit of touch for someone who's been out for so long but um, uh, yes, yeah, so look, we were hindered there um, we had uh, two debutantes, albeit one of them looked, um, looked like he'd played 100 games yeah. um, but uh, I think to leave um, you know, people said, well, why wasn't Uh, Tommy Mack perhaps moved up the ground, um, uh, given a run further upfield and and get him into the game a little bit. Well, then you've got Jackson Fritch um, in the forward line and I don't think that that was going to work. So uh, perhaps uh, the coach was a a little bit restricted in what he could have done this week. But look, I mean, uh, um, in, in most games, we had a draw this week, um, only one team prevails, and you've got two competing philosophies and game plans going up against each other, and and sometimes um, sometimes you just get beaten. Yeah, but we were um, 42
0: points up. We were dominating. We 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 looked we looked fantastic, and that just went. They. You know, either we just stopped running and attacking the second half, which it looked like. You know, in the first quarter, our tackling was great. We were fierce and it was almost non-existent for the rest of the match. So uh, something's happened there. I think
1: that's perhaps a mental issue. Hmm. Max tonight was on AFL 360 and said that um, we've got a problem in that we can't stop sides when they've got momentum. Uh, It's not the first time on the weekend that we've seen it. It happened um, plenty of times last year. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I don't think that's necessarily a coaching thing as as it is a, uh, a mental thing in the playing group. George?
2: Yeah, I, I think there's a couple of points that we need to remember here. Firstly, um, I doubt that we'll see any coach, no matter how bad they might be, sacked this year, given that the AFL's controlling the finances of probably 14 of the clubs in the competition and they will not allow anybody to spend a million dollars paying out a coach's contract. So you better get used to it, folks. Uh, Goodwin, at least, will be here to the end of the year and probably beyond. Um, the, o- the other thing is, unfortunately, we're watching this from the television and um, it, you just can't see what's going on yep. on the ground in terms of coaching moves. Um, the yep. the, the cameras don't are fo- kind of- focused in on where the ball is and you don't know who's who's sliding down the back? Yeah. where' the player who's who's actually sitting on others? So um, you, you wouldn't know if there, if he was making moves or not in a lot of cases. I think the only um, thing that I picked up was when in an interview with Jaden Hunt after the game where he said that Carlton dropped an extra player down into the defense. Um, I certainly didn't see that from the television, but um, where was our equivalent player? I don't know. Uh, because again, you can't see so I don't know whether you can criticise the coach if you don't actually know and see what's going on. But the other important thing, I think, is, again, referring back to the other matches, Hawthorne, Collingwood and West Coast all kicked one goal in the second half. And if you look at the coaches of Hawthorne, Collingwood and West Coast, you think that they're pretty good at operators. They know what they're doing, but they fell into the same trap as what we did. Why? I don't know. Um, I'd, I'd be grateful if someone could enlighten us, but I... I have a really sneaking suspicion that this COVID-type football is we're going to see some pretty ordinary games from at least one side on the on the on the uh, field, and I think we'll see very little scoring done during those periods of time. It's only a guess at the moment, but it's. Not looking real good, quite frankly.
0: Yeah, to to add that perspective, uh, Collingwood, one goal in three quarters. Hawthorne, one goal in the second half. Fremantle, three three goals uh, in the second half. Carlton, two goals in the first half. Uh, Adelaide, Richmond, Collingwood, five goals all game. West Coast, one goal in the second half. Um, So, yeah, there.
1: But but look, there were periods where the intensity right across the ground seemed to be completely lacking and... Mm. There were passages of play where I just thought this looks like a practice match. Um, players are jogging and yeah, letting letting each other sort of run loose and wide. It it, it was bizarre, I've got to say, because at other times it was um, high pressure and frantic. But uh, yeah, I, as I said at the beginning, I'm a bit mystified by it all at the minute.
2: Does that show a fit, uh, fitness problems across all the teams, not just ours?
1: Yeah. Well, look, and and another factor is um, George, as you say, in, in terms of um, perhaps not getting great spectacles. Um, they're restricted in training at the moment, so you know they're limited in in what they can do um, in terms of teamwork. Because I think you're only allowed to train together is it once a week, or um, they anyway they've got to split up into smaller groups. So um yeah, yeah hold on uh, hold on to your hats for th- at least the next little while
0: uh, yeah but i i also thought that our our, our disposal was pretty subpar uh d- definitely after the first quarter and a, a half um uh, you know players that are usually rock solid salem uh is one name that immediately comes to my mind um uh, may's kickouts some of them were just terrible uh, even Jetta Flubs, ki- you know the, the guys that usually have some good disposal. Uh, maybe we are—they're just rusty after so much time mm. off. And I know they were doing their own training, but I guess when you're not um, in that group and 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 sort of gelling as a team and um, and getting that connection, yep that 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 might be Fritsch as well. He's his shots for goal. Um, I don't know what's happened to Fritsch. Uh, one goal six this year. Um, he was usually. Uh, one of my clutch... He started
1: off being a dead-eyed dick. Yeah, he?
0: well, he was. Yeah. My, he yeah. would be my top uh, three or five definitely of clutch yep. shot players uh, in front of goal and one goal six this year. Uh, yeah, just uh, He was 17-12 in 2018, 2016 uh, from only a handful of forward games in 2019. And this year, it's he's kicked two points and one goal four. Yeah. Um, yeah, just not, not good enough for a mid-size marking forward when we need – when goals, yeah, obviously, yeah, are hard to get very gettable shots. Yeah. Well, that miss at the end as well, that's – you know, that was an easy, easy kick and that would have, you know, put us yep. sort of a goal sort of out of uh, danger of losing the game. Um, but, yeah. Um, uh, uh, I guess we can talk about uh, – first of all, to talk some positives um, – uh, Petrarca is an absolute bull. Uh, we wouldn't have won the game without him. Certainly, his his work in the in the first quarter and a half, and that uh, that goal he kicked uh, was fantastic. Uh, not the not the set shot, the uh, the one from outside fifty. Um, I think he got all ten coaches' votes. Uh, well, well deserved. The, the new Petrarca.
2: Yep. Yeah, we've been waiting a long time for this, hasn't we? Um, Let's hope that we see a little bit more, a lot more of it. Um, yeah, when he, when he's got the ball and he shrugs those shoulders and hips, it's no nobody can lay a tackle on him. It's a long time since we've had a player of that strength uh, in the mm. side. Probably the, the last type of one that I can remember would be a Todd Viney. Um, yep. But yeah, it, when when things get tough and you've got a body like that, that's um, uh, can perform like that it's great and he seems to have the confidence now um, even his kicking action in yeah. the in the set shot that he had didn't seem to have that same high drop that he had previously so yeah he's I think he's learned his craft really well and that that's only a positive for us and I'm, I'm waiting for the time when we've got him and vandenberg in the same set
1: of square. <laughs>
0: You might not have to wait too too long. I reckon Vantas might be in this week. Uh, Grapevine, anything to add on the the track? No,
1: just just to say that as George said, there are a couple of occasions where he he just decided oh, I'm gonna, I'm going to I'm going to get this myself, and he's um, uh, uh, determined to get the ball. And he went into the pack, and he can't be stopped um, once he uh, once he's on his path. So yeah, good to watch. And I think we will get more of it. I I, I think we're going to see a, a, a really consistent, strong year from Christian. Uh,
0: first game of Rivers uh, really impressed uh, George. We've seen him already. We saw him in that uh, North Melbourne practice match um, uh, out at Arden Street, and he, he uh, I think Great Viney, you mentioned that he you know looks, or one of you mentioned he looks like a hundred game player. Uh, yeah. He really does. He only twelve to. Disposals, but look composed. He fluffed a kick early, but uh, I think he's going to be uh, his Michael Hubbard's replacement uh, already made. So uh, look look forward to more more of him off half-back.
1: 83% disposal efficiency on debut is pretty good, even mm-hmm. if it was yeah. only the 12 touches. And just the willingness a couple of times to take the game on. Yep. Um, got pinged once. Yep, um, I don't mind that. Almost unfairly. I thought, thought he maybe yeah, just got I, th- rid of the ball in time. That but, was, I thought um, that was unfair hit. Yeah, look, well done, yeah. great debut, yeah. really, really good debut.
2: Yeah, and I, th- I think also the, um, that first kick where he absolutely flubbed it along the ground. Any other first year player, that would have been enough to put him right back in their shells. Yeah. Uh, but this kid, um, he's just got such poise. you know, and, Having done that, then your next run up the ground, you're willing to take a couple of bounces and deliver it beautifully. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 an exciting prospect. Um, both what we saw in this game, but uh, as Andy mentioned, watching him in that uh, preseason game against North Melbourne, since we saw exactly the same sort of thing, and he's a he's a good kick of the ball, which um, will complement Salem on the other half back flank very nicely. Um, as far as going into the future so yeah it was a big big positive for us and I think Michael Hibbert's going to really struggle to get back in the side while he keeps performing like this.
0: Uh, Harley, Harley Bennell uh, you mentioned uh, only played 15 minutes had 14 touches I think it was an 86% efficiency or somewhere in the 80s um, that's you know that's a great start you know 50 minutes for 14 touches I'll take that and um, you know, if we you know, double that time, double the <laughs> possessions uh, and that same efficiency rating, I'll be very happy. Sorry. Go ahead, George.
2: Okay. Yeah, Harley, again, um, his composure is, is, even though he only got a few minutes on the ground or very little time on the ground, he was completely at home. He as I think, he, again, in one of the other interviews from the other players, he, he just seems to operate in his own space. Nobody seems to go near him. He seems mm. to know where to get the where to get the ball and where to be to get the ball. Um, so while he didn't have a great uh, deal of effect on the side, um, again, I think we've got a lot lot to look forward to with him uh, in the side. And um, uh, the, the, the other positive, I think, for the side as a whole is that we're able to play... Rivers and Bunnell and Jackson as well, and we still came out with a win. You know, um, three, virtu- you know, three new players in the side, um, uh, and only Tom and Tomlinson and uh, Langdon only having played one game as well. We've got five, five or, si- or f- five players or six players in total who weren't there last year, and they've all slotted into the game and into the team really well. So I think there's some real positives that we can take out of that.
0: Yeah, and add Coszy into that uh, probably of coming course, back yep, ne- yep. next week. So. <laughs> um, uh, well, I will make mention um, of, um, I mean, I don't think, th- Hunt and, and, uh, and Nibbler. Um, Nibbler, you know, was lucky to get a game uh, with Cosy going out. Um, but, you know, between them, they kicked, Five goals. Uh, These are two guys that that many didn't have in their best 22 going into the season. And, um, you know, And George, I think you point out in your match report that these two, they only had seven and nine possessions respectively, um, you know, and then they sort of went missing. But had they not contributed those those five goals, uh, Hunt three and and Nibbler two, uh, we definitely would have lost. Now, uh, you know, the fact that... It's a hard one here because I, I, when Nibbler has his nine possessions and doesn't kick any goals, it really you know pisses me off. But um, if he's, if Nibbler's going to be in the team, he's got to he's got to affect the scoreboard, um, especially if he's only going to have nine or ten possessions. Um, so I'm not sure where Nibbler fits in um, to a team where Cosy's going to come back into. Um, but it's hard when he's kicked two goals. Uh, great body. <laughs> Thoughts there? Uh,
1: on whether Nibbler will retain his place yeah. this week. Um, he'd be unlucky to be dropped, I would have thought. Um, he didn't do a whole lot after quarter time, but he did a bit more than Milksham. <laughs> yes. Um, who I'm not quite sure was even at the game. Um, we'll, get so, it, we'll get
0: to those guys in a second. Yeah. That, uh, that
1: uh, look, um, he's he's a possibility to make way for Cozzy. Um and yeah, but I've got a question mark next to him and and Melksham as to whether as to whether Jake deserves to be dropped. But I presume we'll discuss changes a bit later or?
0: Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, uh, well, we will. Um, what, into the negatives, uh, what's happened to our, our forward line? In 2018, it was one of our greatest strengths. We were with a high-scoring team. Um, it's now a, a shambles <laughs> and a liability. Like when it, when teams work us out and the heat is on, we just become impotent. Uh, one... One goal, two after half-time against poor opposition is an indictment. Um, T-Mac, you know, what's happened to him? I don't know if he's carrying an injury, which we suspected last year, uh, before he sort of started hitting his straps and then got injured. Uh, Nine possessions and four marks, didn't trouble the scoreboard. Uh, You you could have had him on a milk cart and I I didn't know where he was. As Melksham as well, like T-Mac, is a shell of his former self. 10 possessions, and I didn't recall a single one of them. Um, George?
2: Yeah, I, <laughs> the answers. I, I, I don't think the problems confined to T-Mac alone. No, um, no. I'm just... The fact that we've mentioned Hunt and A&B and, and Melcham all in the uh, same breath tells you that we've got a problem with the small forwards. Now, I, I, I don't really care whether they're kicking a goal or not, as they, they did in this game. What you want to see from your small forwards is um, – pressure that keeps the ball in there to try and get a second and third attempt um, at scoring and um, I didn't see very much evidence of that from Hunt or A&B at all um, I think a good comparison was the Richmond game where there were four goals down in the first quarter um, Daniel Rioli barely got a touch for the whole game but for the whole game he was in the face of every Collingwood player um, to keep the ball in there and give opportunities to others Um to be able to get, get the, the um, scores on the board that eventually got them the draw. But um, we, we need those small forwards, not just to kick a goal here or a goal there. Um, they need to be doing work for the whole of the game. And I didn't see too much evidence of that from from any of those players. Um, T-Mac, <coughs> I, um, unfortunately, um, let's face it, he's come up against McGovern and Weetering. Um, McGovern's probably one of the best defenders in the league and Wheatering is no monkey by any stretch of the imagination. Um, the the question, like like the uh, West Coast game, was who's our second one? Well, we put Jackson in there as as the the backup, in the West Coast game we had Brown. Um, I'd, l- I'd like to see us stretch players a little bit more, not just depend on a big body T Mac alone. Uh, we haven't replaced Hogan since he's gone. Uh, T Mac's trying to fill fill that hole, but. Um, he can't do it all on his own. He's got to have some more backup around him. And I don't think we're at the stage that we can afford to just have one big forward in the game. We'll keep coming up against uh, really solid defenders this week. There'll be the Hurleys and um, and, and the, I can't remember their other big backmen who they're using at the moment um, in Essendon. The same thing's going to happen unless we've got a second target up there. We can't depend, depend on Fritch to be the sole man out in the forward line trying to uh, kick... Get the scores. So, um, yeah, uh, Melcham I think is in serious troubles unless he starts doing some work. I was furious in the last quarter, uh, just watching him walk around um, while Carlton are bringing the ball out of our forward line. Um, he hadn't done much during the whole game. He shouldn't, he shouldn't have been too uh, too exhausted because he hadn't done anything up to that stage. So, uh, with the game in the balance, the scores level, you should be running absolutely flat out at
1: every opportunity. I didn't see that. So. And unfortunately, money. that's that's not the first time uh, with Melksham. Um, I, I just don't think he's consistent enough, and I don't I don't think the effort is consistent enough. Um, it's not infrequent that he can be found jogging around contests or even walking. And it just sometimes it just look like he doesn't care. Um, and look, he's got all the skill in the world, but he needs to be imposing himself more on games, and as George says, um, uh, they all need to be putting more pressure on.
0: Agreed. Um, when, just the point on uh, having another big tall there, someone who can impact the game, I just wonder where Wiedemann's at. I know that he's kicked five in, in the 14 aside scratch match, which I don't know how much you can take from that, him and Brown both both kicked five in that game. Um, you know, Jackson's got a lot of promise, but he's young and raw and, um, you know, I, I'm very excited that he's on our list and, and he will develop into a very good, um, uh, uh, you know, forward slash ruck. Uh, but he's not there yet and we can't expect, no one's expecting him to be. But, uh, you know, it, it seems strange that Wiedemann couldn't get selected in front of him, um, you know. So... But ba- I'm just a little bit of st- I'm a little bit worried about Wiedemann, like where he is at, and I guess he's gonna get a chance, and if he doesn't, you know, take that chance, uh, you know, forward line's in trouble and he's in trouble. Um, mm. I mean, it, it, we'll talk about it later. He'll probably probably come in this week, um, you'd think, but if he doesn't, w- where is Wiedemann at? Yeah, that's, I that's,
1: think he will come okay. in this week. But, um, uh, look, I I was really excited to see Jackson play and I was excited when he was selected. But uh, in hindsight, I think it was a mistake and that Wiedemann should have played. And I I don't think Jackson's ready at the moment, Um, even though, uh, as you say, he showed plenty of promise on the weekend and the signs are all good. um, I, I don't think he or we have got a lot to gain. Um, at the moment
0: yeah look he's young and there were a couple of marks that i thought well we could have taken that and yeah uh, you know, but he's young, you know i can't can't put too much expectation on, on him you know as the as the great white hope um for the
1: team so on on any debut, hold, let yeah. alone a big guy yeah
0: yeah
2: no. i'm happy to um have jackson still there we you know it was a good opportunity carlton are a lowly side. Um, this was the opportunity given. We've only got a 17-round uh, series this year um, to get some a game at least into a number of these players, and we got away with it. Um, so let's be grateful for that. Um, but I, I, Jackson was, was also the backup ruck um, for this game, um, and we're going to run into that problem once again who do you use as your backup ruck, although the quarters are a lot less than some of the rucks we're seeing playing or virtually 100% of the game, but who is your backup ruck if, if you're not going to... If you're, you're going to take T-Mac out of the forward line, um, you, you can use Jackson as, as a second one, um, or you start using... You know, Tomlinson was used by GWS at times. Um, I'd I just like to like to see as... Um, uh, put in another another body in there. I think Wiedemann's got the opportunity, but uh, I think it was Redlegs23 today uh, managed to hang off the fences at Casey um, looking at the at the training that was going on and he didn't see Wiedemann or Brown training with the forward group. So that was an interesting observation. So I don't know, like Graham Viney said before, I don't know where's Wiedemann's actually at. Yeah. So.
0: Mm. Mm. Interesting. Interesting one to watch. Um, Our back line uh, was a little dysfunctional. Uh, We've been critical in the past of having too many players fly for the ball, and this happened repeatedly on the weekend. Oh,
1: boy. uh, I could (coughs) poke my eyes out with a fork (laughs) when that happens. And as you say... Um, half of De- more than half of david land is in the same boat
0: there was always a couple a couple of Colton players down just to mop up and it cost us a few goals i couldn't i don't know how many times three of the guys flew um you know there was one time when may went for mark of the year dropped it uh, there was charles uh, smith no, yeah, went Joel for smith mark of w- the year yep, uh, Lee, yep. you know we had Two guys going for a mark and Lever coming over the top to spoil. Um, you know, I, th- I thought Bay and Lever both had pretty bad games. Smith wasn't, you know, uh, I-, I think, look, it's not up to me. I think it was a mistake for, for Smith to turn into a defender um, I think he started as a defender the moment. As a forward, he got injured and he's back as a defender. Um, I think they did that. We discussed last week that it was because Petty, they were turning him into a forward, but now Petty's injured and he's indefinite at the moment on the injury list. Um, I'd like to see Smith as a forward, but don't know if that's going to happen.
1: I tell you, there were times on the weekend he looked like he was playing down at the park, including flying for that mark and uh, one or two other decisions, I think, in relation to going up when he didn't need to and should have stayed down with his man. But honestly, it, it looked like park football to me.
2: Yeah, I was very disappointed in his performance. Uh, um, the obvious ones were the, those uh, everybody up in uh, trying to attack the ball, and that's all right as long as you kill the ball. Um, yeah. But we, but we didn't. Um um, you know, at one stage we had Jetta flying against May and Lever uh, as well. And that there was, that, you know, that you talk about cohesion in the back line. There didn't seem to be too much of it going on. And while some people uh, on the website said, oh, look, it, it only happened three times, that just happened to be nearly half of Carlton's score for the whole game as a result of those um, uh, everybody up scenarios. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in terms of the cohesion down the back. And like Andy um, has alluded to, I'm not keen on Smith down the back line. I don't think he's a natural backman. Um, uh, and given that we've got sort of this problem up forward, um, I would have thought perhaps we could try him up there again instead of someone else, um, instead of a Melchor or something. He's, he's tall, he's athletic, he can run, he can lead. I don't know that he's he's got that natural mouse as a backman. Um, I'd, I'd much prefer to see Oscar down there. Oscar knows at least when to go and when to not go. Um, I don't know that Smith does or I haven't seen any evidence of it to date anyhow.
1: D Zephyr in the chat room asks, uh, well, says that his main concern is a lack of contested marking and that uh, uh, most of our contested marks were taken by Hunt, Salem, tracker and Nibbler on the weekend. Mm. Mm,
0: interesting. <laughs> um,
1: look, Jesse Hogan used to take um, a fair few contested marks, but it's true. And I suppose that goes to Tom McDonald struggling to mark anything really for the past year, isn't it?
0: A mm. Mm. Uh, couple of uh, the, the matchups uh in particular Jeddah, I just didn't understand. At times he was on McKay or Mackay, whatever you say, his last name. Uh, McGovern, he was on. He got, I just It made absolutely no sense to me. Can anyone yeah. work that one
2: out? That, that, that's the difficulty with watching the television, though, Andy. Mm. Um,
0: <laughs> um,
2: I don't think
1: McKay scored, did he? No, he
0: game? didn't. He, he had terrible stats. So,
1: but just don't they do the roll up. over and stuff as part of the zones anyway? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. So the the television camera goes in and you see Jetta sitting on McKay, um, but then you don't see who's looking at others and where the actual the ball is. Um, you know, is McKay hanging back? Is he moving up the field? And, and they've got Jeder on him because they don't care where if he's seventy yards from goal.
0: Um, yeah. No, I take your yep. point. But a couple of those times were at a ball up, a centre ball up. So if the if he's on him, I don't know. There might be well everyone at a at a ball up with six 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 has to be basically on a man. Um, mm. But he was at that point. So if the ball got out quickly. And you've got Jedder on, on a tall, like, and guys that can mark a ball, um, having, you know, a short defender on one of those guys, it, it, it didn't work against us. But I just thought yeah. that was a, a, a strange move.
2: Yeah, it's not a good look, at least, <laughs> is it? Especially when you've got May and Lever and Smith down the back, um, you know, who are all talls, but... Like I said, it's very difficult judging from a television shot.
1: Yeah, and look, it gets portrayed on Demon Land as though you know Jeddah started the day on McKay and then doesn't leave his side for the (laughs) next hundred minutes. It doesn't pan out that way, and um, yeah, you need to be at the ground to to see what's going on.
0: That's true, but uh, in this this uh, day and age, uh, we might not get to see (laughs) the ground um, this year. That's true too um so get used to watching on tv for a while um uh, oh. uh harms it's a that's a weird one I, i'm not sold on harms um as a halfback We've sort of talked about this a little bit over the pre-season I, I think he's completely wasted there um uh i thought we could have switched him into the midfield uh, the other the other night uh would have loved to have seen him go and tag Cripps, obviously, in the second half. Um, you know, maybe the reason I say to tag Crips because Cripps and Oliver had a pretty good tussle. Oliver was on top in the first half and I think sort of Cripps started to get a bit of the ball. Maybe putting, harm, you know, maybe putting harms on Cripps could have, uh, you know, let Oliver off the leash a little bit, um, a little bit more, so... I don't know, these are the type of moves I, I want to see and I like I like Harms as a shutdown player.
1: Yeah, I don't know, I can't recall who said it, but I think there was an interview either today or yesterday or since the game that suggests Harms will continue in the back line. Oh, I'm sure he will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, i sure he will.
1: Um, yeah, don't expect any changes too soon on that front, but... Um, Look, yeah, I mean, it seems a no-brainer, doesn't it? He's played his best footy in the middle. and It's not even it,
0: – we know that, and that's fine, whatever, but when things aren't going the way, when plan A's not working, these are the type of plan B's that you've got to – well, look, I'm not a coach, so what do I know? But I want to see some some moves being made. Um Sometimes out of the box moves, and this isn't even that out of the box to put a guy who's proven to shut down players like Selwood, and uh, you know, like he did in the, you know, it's sort the of latter half of 2018. Um, I don't know why you're trying to reinvent the wheel, and it's it's not yeah. working.
2: Yeah, it's, it seems it seems sensible to all of us, but uh, the other the other thing that you might consider is um, now that Patrak is spending more time in the middle, mm-hmm. is he is he actually the one who's pushed arms out? Um, yes, yeah. and, and and the ethos of let's not try and be negative. Um, you know, let's have three attacking players in the middle instead of two two attacking and one defender. I don't know, like like Annie said, we're not the coach. So, but you know, from the outside, you'd like to. I would like to see him in there. Um, just and, to...
1: and and where does he fit in the overall pecking order? There's plenty yeah. of people pointed out harms played his best footy when viney was out of the side mm-hmm. and that's how yep. he got his chance basically yep. so you know does he yeah would you have him ahead of jack and if if so where does jack go then
0: well, so well jack had a fantastic game in round one uh this this week they had kerno tag uh, well he had quite a hard tag by kerno on him so these are the things the coach needs to well, in my opinion, needs to do if if a player is getting tagged out of a game, maybe take Jack out of that situation, and put, I don't know. But yeah, little things like that. Uh, Brayshaw, where do what do you see him? He's, there was a bit a bit written about him on Demonland this week. Um, did he look interested? <laughs> uh, didn't have a, a great game.
1: Um he was just okay yeah did some good things and did some not so good things
0: uh jones yeah. Uh, oh, george if you want to add. yeah
1: uh,
2: the same i agree, agree with that um didn't wasn't a game that you'd call spectacular from him but it's again it's really hard not seeing the rotations through there who he's in with and things like that mm. yeah. um I've, I've been wanting to see a lot more from brayshaw certainly all of last year um his efforts in 2018 were telling, particularly at really critical times in the game. We need to see that more of that again. Um, so I hope I hope he comes good because deep down he is a, a talented and strong midfielder that uh, we desperately need to be playing good footy t- to get the results for us. Uh,
0: Jones, um, disappointing game. Um,
2: yeah, this, yeah, this this is part of the same problem, I think, that we've got with the harm situation now. When do you put him in the middle? I don't know that Jonesy is capable of playing anywhere else. Some people want to put him down the forward line, but you need to be able to run
0: yeah.
2: quickly and lead and things like that. Um, I think he's a midfielder or a midfielder, and that's about it. Um, and when you've got uh, Oliver, Viney, Rayshaw, now Petraka in there as well, and potentially harms if, if he is to be used when do you use Jones? Um, um, I think the only opportunity is off the bench, um, providing relief for those other midfielders, but um, they've they've got a lot of younger legs than what he has, and I think, unfortunately, we'll see less and less of Jonesy as the season goes on, although he is really resilient. um, He does, given the time he's been around, he hasn't lost too many games through injury, so... um, yeah, what do you do with Jonesy? But I don't think that's—I don't think he's as much of a problem, and the mids are as much of a problem as as what we've got, uh, you know, in the forward line at the moment. So I think we'll stick with him for a while.
0: Um, if you want to join the program, zero three nine zero one six three triple six. That's zero three nine zero one six three triple six. Or you can Skype us at demonland thirty um, uh, one Gorn was very dominant early on in the game. I think um, as the, as sort of the game wore, wore on and, uh, you know, Carlton sort of negated uh, our midfield, I think they were playing to to Gorn's taps a few times. I think they might have even called out called for the ball because uh, there was one time where Gorn did a beautiful tap out the back but the only two players there were Carlton players and I think they, they ended up scoring a goal from it. So, um but you know gorni uh, you know just he's he's fantastic uh, uh, <laughs> i don't have to tell you i'm a big fan of, he's he's, <laughs> he's just immense
2: I, th- I think the biggest thing we got out of gorn was not not so much the tap and the ruck work but the, he he had 20 21 disposals around the grou- mm. ground as well mm. and he was at one stage we had him rucking and roving at <laughs> at the same time um you know, for example, uh, I looked at Bell Chambers' uh, stats for this week. He had the grand total of five disposals. Um, and then you look at Max with 21. I think that's that's what the really classy ruckmen are capable of doing. It's it's not just, you know, going for the taps. It's uh, how, how much effect you have around the ground. And I, I thought during particularly our third and fourth quarter... Uh, Max was holding our midfield together in a big, big way because there didn't seem to be too many others putting in the work that he was. So very grateful to have have him um, playing a good guy. And now that he's the captain of the side, it was a great example of of leadership. So uh, hope that we see more of that.
0: Uh, In terms of grateful, were you grateful that uh, there were only 16-minute quarters? Because I have a feeling if... uh and we don't know what would have happened in the first quarter had it been longer, but certainly in the last, if there were another four minutes, I don't think we would have come away with the four points, something uh, tells me. Um, Just your thoughts, boys. I'll go to you, George, first. Throughout the whole round of football, the the shorter quarters, it looks like it's here to stay for this year. Um, They're saying it'll revert back next year. Um, But, um, yeah, it's certainly... Certainly, uh, you, you notice it uh, uh, being yeah. you know, the shorter game, and there were some stats put out uh, the other day uh, com- in comparison. And it was uh, over over the games. A uh, sort of it was quite a wide variety of of times for the games. But I guess that happens yeah. even with the longer version.
2: Yeah, and uh, I think the difficulty with the um, shorter version of the game, as we've got it at the moment, is do you run hard? Um, and take the risk of running out of puff at the end, Uh, it's better to get the scores on the board. And how do you do rotations for people like your rucks? Um, I've noticed a couple of uh, uh, rucks are playing 90-plus percent of the the game time when there's only 16 minutes. Um, So, yeah, the management of the players on the ground and their times around the ball is going to be critical, and I, I think we'll see various coaching styles develop around how you best utilise these players uh, during the game. Um, uh, we've just got to wait and, wait and see. But I, I really don't like the 16 minutes at all because one of the the, the beauties almost of, of, of football and any other sport is players tire and the skills drop off and... and it's then that you see the really tough and the strong and the skilled players come to the fore. And I don't think that we're seeing that at the moment with this shortened version. Uh,
0: Greg Barney.
1: Uh Well, it's interesting to listen to BT, I think, on the Thursday night say that with the shortened quarters... There's no time now to come back at the end of the quarter, which I thought was an interesting observation on time. There still is time yes. at the end of the quarter. The quarters are just shortened. Yes. Um, so it's,
2: it's uh, like kicking inside the left-hand go- uh, sorry, the right-hand side goal post. Yeah. yeah. If you don't, if you don't it's that's, the point. Yeah.
1: That's right. Um, look, I said mm. the annoying thing I found certainly watching on TV was the longer wait between the goal and the ball up. It's a minute now, I think, so that Mm. the runners can come on and do their thing. I mean, that just seemed to take forever.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: Um, So I found that to be uh, very irritating, I must say.
0: All right, Uh, we might might move on. Um, The bit of a a controversy at the uh, end of the game, Uh, had the team come in, Uh, after the win, uh, come in and start singing the song and uh, only to find out that, uh, well, one of the most important players wasn't there um, in the captain, Max Gorn, and they had to then uh, sort of sing the song again. Now, (laughs) many many of us probably thought, uh, well, they probably shouldn't have sung the song anyway, but then again we had some first gamers in there and there's sort of the tradition of, throwing the Gatorade or whatever they do on them but then again if you have a look two of the players that that weren't there with that weren't there with Maxie um uh were two first uh well they weren't first game players but it was their first win in uh Tomlinson and Langdon uh so they didn't wait for the captain they didn't wait for all the first gamers who had their first win with the club um now look you I think it I'll just say I reckon it's a bit of a storm in a teacup uh, situation, but um, – and it also, you know, usually after the game when there's crowds there, the players, you know, particularly if they win, they go up to the um, – you know, through the crowd, give the throw some footies into the crowd, they sort of wait till – you know, the the some of the players have done with their interviews, their post-game interviews, and then they all go in together. You know, by the time everyone's finished up, they go in together and they sing the song. Now, with no crowds there, it's a little bit different. So I can see how that could have happened. But, you know, it's Maxie's first game as captain. It would have been nice for them to have waited for him um, to sing the song. But I, I don't think it was an intentional thing. I don't think it was done on purpose. Um, it was James Harms' fault.
1: Yeah because yeah, he yeah. was going in with the cameras yeah, yeah yeah and he's the one that got everyone to start doing it yeah. ostensibly for the cameras and then I think they realized at the end I actually hadn't seen the footage until a little earlier tonight on TV and I did think it was a storm and a take up but looking at it it looks ridiculous and they do realize um Jake Lever certainly has got a look of not quite horror but surprise on his face when he realises what's gone on, and Max looks like a bit of a goose, and that his teammates have made him look like a bit of a goose. Yeah. So I'm not surprised it's got picked up on, and and, uh, and oh, there's been a bit of commentary about it.
0: I'm not surprised at all. They're going to uh, the media's, uh, you know, oh. been uh, salivating for for any type of controversy about anything. They're going to pick up on any little thing, uh, particularly after the, um, you know. Two, two months or, or and, and change of uh, not having anything to sort of discuss. Um, but uh, So, yeah, I can see that. George, uh, anything to add on that?
2: Yeah, I, I'll, I'll put a, put up a couple of comments that I saw from the posters on, on Demonland. I think Dub D said, footy's back after three months and people want to talk about the song. Jeez, <laughs> really, Yeah. <you> know. Um, <laughs> The other, the other thing is I think people and somebody else pointed out that even after they went for their second effort, they forgot about Langdon and Tomlinson, who, mm. who this was also their first yeah, game. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, I but, think hey, they did it look, three look, times, if they, yeah. to, if they want to sing it three times, uh, if they actually haven't sung the song for nearly 12 months, then sing it three times. So, but, you know, um, yeah, big storm in the teacup, who cares? We won't be talking about this in a week's time or t- or ever again, probably. <laughs>
0: All right, we'll, we'll move uh, moving right along. Um, uh, there was a, a scratch match that was played um, in lieu of uh, not you know not having a VFL competition. Uh, we'll see a few of that. well we won't actually get to see them but we'll, we'll hear about them maybe. Um, it was good that uh, the club um, was able to uh, uh, to give us a, a little bit of an insight onto who who played well'. Um, or, know little snippet on each player and what that what they what they did um i'm just trying to pull it up um well i guess for us uh the main the main two uh that we need to look at um you know and brown uh as forward options both kicked five goals so i guess um i guess they're the what they're they're the main ones uh then there was um uh, Mitch, Mitch Hannon, also being, you know, our small forwards. So we've got, uh, you know, Mitch Hannon, Vandenberg, can be classed as a small forward midfielder, uh, Cosy Pickett and I guess uh, Bedford as well. Um, Bedford said kicked a couple of goals on the run. Um, I think Cosy had 19 possessions and a few clearances, so it looked like they played him. Does that sound like they played him in the in the middle? Um, I don't know. I guess you can get clearances not no, playing in them. In I, the
2: I think there was a report that said that they used him in the middle for a while. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's disappointing. We don't get to see any vision. We got. Uh, I don't know how many players they even had on the field. With, you
0: know. Well, it said fourteen. Fourteen aside. 14, yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. so, I mean, we've basically at the moment got pretty much a full complement uh, to work with because uh, there's a few senior players in there, Wiedemann, uh, Hannan, um, Vandenberg, uh, Pickett, you know, he's probably in the senior mix at the moment. Hibbard's there, L- Lockhart, who was getting a, a regular game last year. Um, and then you got, like, McDonald and, um, you know, the, the Wagner boys. Sparrow, we, we, a lot of, uh, yeah, Dunkley was getting a regular game last year. So, so we've pretty much got a full complement uh, to work with at the moment. So um, a, lot of, um, a lot of players uh, knocking on, on the door there, that's for sure.
2: It was good to give them a run and I think that's about all that we can take out of this you know that um, it's it's the only opportunity they actually get to play against an opposition at, at the moment so um, uh, but we're, we we are, compared to two thousand and nineteen where we've virtually got twenty more players ready to play football. um it's a pretty uh, dramatic difference from where we were um, certainly this time last year. so and it's good that we've got these players pushing up. Um, because I think there's going to be a few people after this week. who won't be playing in the seniors, and uh, uh, they'll reg- they'll regret their performance um, uh, come Thursday night or Friday night when
1: the teams are selected.
0: Yeah, it's um
1: will there be seven changes again between rounds?
0: <laughs> I, I, d- I doubt there'll be seven uh, this round. But you know, as we I think we mentioned, uh, uh, you know, a lot was talked about on, on DMLand. There was. Considering the, the amount of time from uh, round one to round two, I don't think uh, I don't think uh, that made such a, a difference. It's almost like a, an off season. Yeah. Um, ch- changes, uh, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll put your uh, get, have a look into your crystal balls. What What do you see happening, George?
2: <laughs> um, I've, I personally looked at the um, Sydney versus Eston game um, to see how well Eston ga- played. Um, or to try to see, because I actually didn't watch the game. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, was, it was extraordinary. There, I couldn't work out looking at the statistics how in the hell Eston won the game. Um, even even the, the free kick count was 25 to 13 in Sydney's favour. Um, and uh, when you see people like Stringer, uh and, Woody, uh and Zaharakis with only six and seven possessions for the whole game, you go, how in the hell did they win the game? Apparently, Scheel and uh, and uh, uh, Merritt both had twenty nine. so all the all the stuff was coming from the middle of the field, but um, they, they've got a, a an inefficient forward line as well. So I, it, it'll be um, very interesting to watch the two two sides play if if uh, we' we're turning up with similar similar sorts of statistics to them. Um, we've got to get some changes into the forward line. I think Cozzy's an easy one to go in. Um, uh, it's, the question will be who who comes out. Yeah. Um, I'd I'd hate to see Jackson uh, or Rivers lose their spot. I don't think it's a good idea putting young players in for one game, then taking them out. You you've got to put some time and development into them. Um, the question is who who else uh, falls out um, to be able to know, and those players to be uh, stay on the side. I think Melcham's put himself under a big uh, cloud. Um, we can't afford to, to lose T-Mac. Um, he's, he'll be there. Uh, but I think we'll see either a Wiedemann or a Brown come in this week to complement uh, that forward line. Um, so we put a little bit of pace into the forward line with Cozzy. We put a little bit of bit more height or strength into the into the forward line with either Wiedemann or Brown. Uh, the question then is, do we keep you know, A and B in the side? Uh, um, I, I have difficulty finding a spot for him. Um, I don't think we'll see any changes down back. Um, again, this was the first game that Smith played down back. I, I don't think it sends a good message to be moving a player on after one game. Uh, you can forgive everybody for one. Um, if he does the same thing this week, then I doubt that he'll be there for very much longer. Um, but beyond that, I don't think we'll see too much. At the end of the day, we won the game, uh, however poorly we played. played. Um, uh, I'd like to see what we saw in the first quarter, Um uh, a little bit more of that um and if we can play like that then i don't think we'll have any troubles disposing of virtually any other side in the competition so minimal changes
0: wondering if uh, vandenberg gets a game uh the the little um the little blurb on him was uh again it was very good just to see him play out a full game which that's great to see that he played the full game uh, he played mainly in the midfield and his cont- contest work as always was really solid And his ability to get out of contested areas was a highlight as well. So uh, I'm chomping at the bit to to get Vandenberg back in that team. He was an integral part of that uh, 2018 uh, finals run. Um, Yeah, I want to see him back in the team. Wondering if this is the week or they give him another week. Um, Would like to see. see
2: And the usual story with the Melbourne... um, club press is that if you get written up well during the week there's a good (laughs) chance you'll be in the side on the weekend Um, I I think Vandenberg got you know five or six lines but someone like poor old Oscar got one so uh, I'd I'd be picking Vandenberg to be in this week over Oscar
0: well it said uh, on Oscar his aerial prism was uh, pretty dominant he jumped at the ball really well and took a few really good intercept marks in a few contests down the line uh, but yeah. then again, we don't know what the um, the the Colton fourteen uh, they played alike. Uh, I, I I'd hazard a guess that you probably don't know many names in that team. So uh, uh, you got to look at the opposition that they played in. Um, I, I would say that we've probably got a better um, uh, you know next twenty players than they do. Um, yeah. uh, what did they say? What the score was in that game? I think we belted them from what. I thought I heard, but uh, I can't see anything uh, there. But if you have, um, uh, while the scores uh, weren't recorded, the Ds were in control in the game, kicking close to 10 goals more than their opposition. So there you go. Yeah. That's the 10 goals from the two forwards. Yeah, uh, in on
2: there. the 14 men on the field, it's um, it's easy to rack up scores as <laughs> yeah.
0: well. Uh, great, Liney, your uh, predictions?
1: Uh, I'm not so sure it? because it's um, goodies hard to hard to pick at the selection table. Look, I did have a straight swap weed for Jackson, and uh, I, look, I, I understand the sentiment that George is on about about not not um, not putting players in for you know one game only, um, and then moving them back out. But um, I. I Yeah, I I do think that that's warranted in this case. Um, I want Cosi in. I'm not sure whether it will be A and B who makes way for him. I'm tempted to put Milksham in the gun, but um, conscious of the fact that he's a quality player when playing well, Um, is a time for him to to, uh, get a bit of a message that he needs to smarten up? It could be. And, look, when I... When I wrote this, I was quite angry still at Joel Smith. <laughs> so I've got OMAC in for Joel Smith. Um, again, I don't know. We did win. I don't know whether the coach is going to to really shuffle a winning side around all that much. So, um, yeah, there's are um, three possible changes. But um, other than cozy I'm not convinced we're going to, necessarily see all those ones come in Andy your opinion
0: uh, my opinion I think that uh, I think they will uh, take Jackson out and put Wiedemann um, in I think Cozzy will come in I'm not sure who's going to come out it could just A and B could be unlucky just because he was lucky to get into the team initially um, the two goals yeah but the nine possession mm, I don't know uh, love to see Vanders in. Don't think he will get in yet. Um, and then there's... Um, I think that's that'll be it. I think they'll only make uh, two changes. I think uh, Wiedemann and Cozzie will come in and someone's going to come out. Not sure it'll be Milksham, but... Um, yeah. Rivers, get, Rivers gets a game. I, I don't think he'll be oh yeah. coming out of the team. Yep. Yeah.
2: The forecast hmm. for the weekend is, uh, I think, 10 mils of rain on Saturday and another eight on Sunday. So it's going to be pretty wet and slippery does that change anything in terms of our selections
1: ah, that's interesting
0: um, in terms of tools I think you still have to go but you, uh, you still play a, a Wiedemann and um, and a T-Mac or a T-Mac and and Jackson but um, they definitely won't go in uh, th- three tools in the forward line um, as in you know it's not going to be Wiedemann and Mitch Brown coming in mm. Um yeah does that, change like, any,
2: does that change anything in the middle as well?
0: I don't know who who, who would you uh, who would you put it take out and uh, put in?
2: Uh, well that that that's the big question you know um, given the the you know it'll be tough and hard and and probably a ruck mall mall around the whole ground, you know um, Jonesy loves that sort of situation, but. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, do we need the runners as much in this game? i don't, I don't know.
0: Interesting. yep, uh, we'll see. We'll see what the, <laughs> we'll see what they come up with. Um, yeah, interesting. Um, boys, anything else uh, before we wrap things up for tonight?
2: I think that's a ball for me.
0: Uh, but I will say that, uh, that just before we came on air tonight, uh, Sydney have come out and said that um, that they want uh, 10,000 at the Melbourne versus uh, Sydney game uh, in round five at uh, the SCG. Uh, would either of you boys get on a plane at the moment and, and try and get to would that Would there game? be
1: an away allocation as there is in, in say, European football? Well, the,
0: the, you would think if the two teams were, if this was happening in Melbourne, you, you would think, um, as in two two, Vic, would, two Victorian teams, you would think they would. Uh, well, what happened at the what happened at the Adelaide uh, Showdown game was that uh, an even allocation?
1: No, not even. It was, I think it was the Crows' home game, and they got the vast majority of the tickets, and then there was a small allocation for Port.
0: So you would uh, you would imagine that's probably the same thing. I don't I don't think there would be an even allocation because they wouldn't want uh, to ha- to have the allowance for ten thousand mm. there and then <laughs> only five hundred Melbourne supporters come out of a uh, five thousand uh, possible. No, so well the da- question
1: is, will there be any oh. allocation for? No, I, I don't think it'll be even, But yeah, have will there be, be the opportunity for any Melbourne supporters? Uh, Presumably, the cheer squad or someone else.
0: There'd ha- have to be definitely the cheer squad if they're willing to 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 make the the trip. Um, uh, um. My question is, uh, are you guys ready to get on a plane at the moment? If you know, all things being equal, that you could get there, and uh, you know. <laughs> I,
2: I think that's the uh, that's the overall problem. It's all very well. Um, uh, you can get on a plane, um, can you actually get a ticket and on what al- basis are they allocating these things? Um, you, know, you, you want to book your plane ticket four or five weeks out. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to be leaving it to the last day sort of thing. But just as equally, it's no use having a plane ticket if you can't get a ticket into the ground. That's true. Um, so, um, Look, I, short short of any great changes, I think it was mentioned on the uh, um, by Binman on the uh, – on the uh, uh, chat box that uh, he thinks we'll probably have 20 grand twenty grand at the MCG by the end of July. And I think we might be close to that in any case. Um, head, we're certainly heading that way, so it'll become less and less of a problem. But um, I don't know that I take the risk with buying a plane fare on the hope that I could get a ticket into Sydney and probably just to find myself sitting at the top top of one of their belong stands or whatever is left up there. Um, Yeah, may may not be the best option at the moment. Just wait for another month and we'll see what happens.
0: What's going to happen? um, Yeah, we just say there are 20,000 allowed in at the G by the end of July. Uh, Ticket allocation, how how do you think that's going to work? Uh, Are the uh, guaranteed reserve seat guaranteed grand final ticket uh, group going to get first? Bite of the cherry, is there going to be sort of an even allocation amongst the, the different membership types and groups? Uh, what what do you, How do you think that's going to work? Uh, well, do the do the cheer squad get an automatic uh, ticket in there? How is it going to work?
1: Well, this is a question I've got for you, Andy, because I sit near you at the footy yep. with our families and yep. brothers and parents. Yep. And if we're going to be keeping the social distancing rules, well, some of work? us won't be going. So... <laughs> My question to you is: Which one of us is going to sacrifice our attendance at the game for the health of the planet?
0: Well, I, I, amongst my family, I sort of are the one that organises the tickets, so I'm I'm getting it. Right. (laughs) So that in my family, well, it hasn't been discussed, but that's what's going to happen. (laughs) Right. <laughs> once we're allowed back in they can risk and fight for for the spot but i wonder how it's going to work when it talks about um social distancing is it one seat or one to five one person to five seats how is it going to work
2: <laughs> looking at the pictures from adelaide it looked like one one person separated by about three seats and then sort of um, staggering on the between between rows but you can be absolutely utterly sure that whatever the allocation is if it should happen um, there will be plenty of people who'll be unhappy about it and particularly yeah. on De- on particularly on Land, there'll be <laughs> complaints left right and center about how they do this so uh, we'll look forward to it but yeah you know, it'd be just nice to get back to looking at the looking at the footy in any case so uh,
0: yeah take offs I, I'm. I'll. As soon as we're allowed to go uh, in, in Melbourne, um, I'm going to do my best to to be able to get a ticket. Uh, but I, I guess it's going to probably be. Do you know how it, how did it work for that Adelaide one? Was it a lottery? Do we know if it was what the allocation was in terms of the membership types and groups? Nope. No.
1: No,
2: I. no. No idea.
0: Uh, oh a bin bin man in the chat room said uh, i think the afl have said there will be a ballot of members so uh, it's a lottery
2: <laughs> yep it's a lottery yeah. okay
0: <laughs> mm.
2: and knowing and yep. knowing our luck we'll lose the lottery
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, or, we'll
2: get, or we'll get an allocation for Andy's family to go to the to the well, footy and you'll find that half of them are in the northern stand and the other are sitting in the Ponsford and the others are in the southern stand.
0: Yeah, so. well, I think my, my – I don't know if my, my kids, are, my girls uh, are going to want to go, so I I'll, 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 might put their names down and uh, <laughs> I might have a one in four chance <laughs> of getting in. Um, uh, yep well that's it that's uh that's where we're at boys um let's find this uh theme music as we go out um thank you boys uh once again for for joining uh for joining us welcome back uh to the Demonland podcast uh great viney good to have you
1: thank you go dees
0: Go dees, yep. thank you, George, and uh yeah. Pleasure we'll, again.
1: We'll thanks Andy. Ciao. Not
0: a problem. We'll see you guys uh next uh next week. Hopefully we're smiling again. Well, I still sort of got a half smile from last week, but I, as I said I'll take the four points. All right guys, uh thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.